Hi everyone, welcome back to the podcast. It's Percy. Today, I have a couple of team members that are brand new to the podcast team. We've got Pia. Hi. Which you would have heard on last week's podcast. We've got Hope. Hello. And we've got Amy. Hiya. This week is just going to be kind of like meet the teams. So guys, introduce yourself with your name, age and pronouns. Pia, do you want to start first? My name is Pia Florlo. I am 23 years old. And I go by she, her. Hope. Hi, I am Tariro Hopfellow, uh, 22 years old, and I go by she and her. And Amy. Hiya, I'm Amy Davies. I'm 21 years old, and I use the pronouns she, her. Amazing. So guys, what are your backgrounds? What interests you in makeup? What kind of things got you here basically whoever wants to start first my background i started out in sales and entrepreneurship did a four-year course on that before i realized i could do makeup for a living so i completely did a 180 and switched into makeup artistry back in norway before i became an exchange student and joined solent university for my second and third year i've been interested in makeup and hair for as long as i can remember i remember being at secondary school I think I was in year 10, I was about 15, and I remember going to a careers fair that they had on, but Eastleigh College was there, and that was where I learned that you could do VTCT MVQs within like makeup and hair. And ever since I believe in that, that was it. I did so much research into it. That was the path I followed, and I did level two hair and media makeup and then I did the level three theatrical hair and media makeup and then to help myself get into university into this course I did a UAL art foundation diploma and then joined uni here. And what about you Hope? I loved doing makeup on myself. I never really thought about it as a career. My background is an African like they're not really considered a career like you have to be a doctor or you have to be a lawyer or you have to be so that was always seeded in me that I had to actually do what they would call a proper degree or a career and then when I came to the UK visiting I got interested in skincare. I applied for a level two beauty therapy studies which I enjoyed but only enjoyed like a certain part like just facials and I didn't like doing nails I didn't like doing tanning then I decided to change it into something I actually enjoyed which was makeup so I did my level three in hair and media makeup theatrical and SFX which I quite enjoyed minus SFX but I still can't do special effects makeup but up until this point i'm trash that's what i found myself doing and also i'm an international student i have to pick out a career that i can actually make a living off of what industries can i work in what careers that can actually allow me to stay here and you know make a living out of it that's why i'm thinking of doing a master's in creative direction and you know fashion styling i think that will help me get a stable career how populated the makeup and hair industry is with people who have not even done level two. Yeah, there is quite a few people. The only person that I can think of right now who I don't want to say is underqualified, Molly Bay being the creative director of PLT. I think that is adequate with her, I guess, in inverted commas, fame, fame. levels. Yeah. yeah. And I think that is very much driven by her social media presence and upping the brand's image and also her image and the brand's image being very similar, very modern day woman. But it's the same as makeup. The title makeup artist isn't a protected title. So anybody with a makeup brush can call himself a makeup exactly. artist. Exactly. Unlike with a doctor or a lawyer, yeah. Yeah. you yeah. know if you're going to, to that profession for help. 
for example, if you're going to a doctor, then you know you've got seven years of experience. Yeah. Unlike with a makeup artist, mm. you, you could get someone who's done one year of beauty therapy, for example, and they've gone, oh, I like makeup, let's just do it. Well, some people just watch YouTube and then they call themselves a self-taught makeup artist. Yeah, I've heard people. And then they go from there. Say, yeah, that I've, you know, I'm self-taught. And I, I get it. Some people are just naturally talented. I there guess. are quite a lot of professionals yeah. that obviously haven't had professional qualifications, aren't are mm. successful. They are makeup artists in their own right. I would definitely say that. If you have a talent, there is no arguing that. That's 100%. If you are that person who is doing it, for the sake of doing it maybe the quality of a work isn't as high as someone with either a degree or with i i don't want to say with some kind of talent because i know that i owe my talent to this course my idea of what the makeup industry is has widened because of this course definitely why did we get into solon what interests you in solon specifically Actually, I didn't know Solent existed until I was half done with my first year in Norway. Because in Norway, you only get one year. It's not a degree level. There was a representative from Solent because my school had to deal with them that came and talked to us. And I was like, yes, I am doing this. I'm moving. I'm getting out of here. And I applied by sending a professional portfolio, a document with all my work, the good, the bad and the ugly and explanations and how I created the looks, every theoretical aspect of it. I got in on an unconditional offer. Oh, that's amazing. Oh, wow, that's yeah. so good. So I packed up my stuff and left Norway. And now you're here. <laughs> and now I'm here in third year. What about you guys? With me. Whilst I was searching for like what path to take after my level three, I realized that it was only, I think it wasn't a lot of universities that offered this course there's a lot of special effects degrees as well which i know personally i wasn't really yeah because i didn't specifically interested in yeah Yeah, i didn't want to take the sfx uh route because i'm not like i said it's not my forte and i think it was only true universities if i'm not there are a few but i remember i went to a few open days there's obviously bournemouth Mm -hmm. and then there was one university of the creative art they had a rochester campus before first year they were literally only just launching a brand new course, fashion, makeup and hair. But because it was the first year and obviously you didn't have previous people giving you like feedback feedback and experience. And also, I think it was just the area as well. I wasn't 100% vibing with. Yeah, there are a few, but not as many as, say, maybe like an academic course. Yeah, I think that's yeah. true. And with me, obviously, I didn't have time to like pick and choose. So I applied to two mm. universities because I finished late with my course and I had to apply quickly so that I would have time to come back and actually start when everyone else was starting in a sense because it's a whole process like visas like putting money in it's a it's a whole thing so I got two conditional offers I think the other one was was it Bedfordshire which is just it's not a place I want to live. I think it's close to Luton and there's so many people from my country that I, it just wasn't for me. Mm. So I ended up picking uh, Solent. And I'm here. I need to come back again for my master's. So what are your individual interests? Like what got you inspired? What's your main inspiration for makeup? What kind of things do you feed off and want to create within your work? I, for one, am really into special effects. I actually wanted to do the special effects course uh, that used to be here. Mm -hmm. But they discontinued it right Mm -hmm. before I started and I got 
put into this course, which mm. I also love. And then they revamped the special effects course yeah. <laughs> this year. Is it? Yeah, they mm -hmm. did. They redid a um, new structure and everything. Yeah. Uh, I also love fashion and fashion editorials. I think it's so much fun. And it's really my expertise is really the editorial, fashion editorial types of looks. As for an inspiration, I find, or my newest inspiration actually, I went to the V&A last year to the uh, Tim Walker exhibition. So incredibly inspiring. I bought the book, I bought all of the photos, I bought everything that I could. I spent hours in there. It was amazing, such an experience. And his imagery is just so incredible. I've only heard good things about that. The way he works with both makeup artists and actors and the way he positions models, the way he creates sets, it's insane and it's so amazing. The whole exhibition was an experience. Just looking at it now, was this the one that you wow. looked at? Yeah, so you go from room to room and it's kind of like a dream. The exhibition was called, I think, Wonderful Thing. It was exactly what it was. It was a oh. hundred wonderful things. Yeah, it's quite surreal, to be fair. Very that's surreal. Incredible, yeah. yeah. So uh, yeah, I think uh, I think that's my main inspiration at this point. Actually. I think that's the great thing about life at the moment. Like we're able to actually go and experience galleries. And I know I want to get to London and go and have a look in some galleries because I always would feel quite inspired leaving them. Did you guys manage to get to, I'm, I'm guessing not from this conversation, but um, I went to the Van Gogh exhibition. It is incredible. Like, oh, oh my wow. God. They, it's the immersive experience. They walk you in and then you've got kind of the regular museum type where it's like all of his photos, obviously prints, you can't get the real ones. You look around and then you go wow. into this immersive experience. Yeah, you get into this room and they've, they've got like a little video that plays on these screens and it's so intriguing. It's in like a little tent as well and it feels inside. Like, you know you're outside, but mm. it feels like it's inside. And then you've got this sunflower room, which is literally full of sunflowers, because obviously mm. this painting here, which is the... Iconic. Yeah. Iconic to him. And it's so cool. Like, you get a little life story about him and about how his journey. And it's like a massive PowerPoint presentation on Van Gogh. It's completely amazing. Like the paintings come alive. Yeah, which is obviously I can imagine. The, they've got this uh, painter's bedroom, which is Van Gogh's bedroom that he stayed in. They've basically done it to scale, like he would have painted it. I might have to go to that. It's so good. What about you, Hope? What's your area of expertise and what's your like, inspiration? Inspiration? I don't think my inspiration comes from visible things. I think it's more so the freedom that this whole course offers. How the creative industry gives you the freedom. There's no rules. And I've always been a person who didn't really like rules. I don't like to be boxed in. Mm. And I like to think forward and, and backwards and all mushed mm. up. And I feel like that really, really inspires me. You don't need to explain creativity. It's just there. And I think that's my that's my biggest inspiration. I do shoots where you have themes. Whatever direction you decide to take it is yours. You can find inspiration in funny things, unusual things. A butterfly on top of a flower, bus crossing the road. And you can find, just because there's no rules, there's no 
area in which you have to specifically go a certain way. So I, I think I find inspiration everywhere. I have the freedom to go wherever direction with my creativity. My area of expertise, I think, is I would say it's skin. I love skincare. It's my thing. I, I think I probably love skincare more than I love makeup. I love taking care of my skin. So important, though, isn't it? To be able to do a good makeup application, good skincare. It depends on skin, yeah. yeah. So that's like my whole thing. It's quite fundamental, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. and even when I do makeup, my actual thing is the base. Mm. Where, however, I'm going to do makeup, unless it has texture the skin has to be on point. It's kind of what we were saying last week with our podcast about working in retail. When we look for a base product such as a foundation, I don't know about any of you guys, I always ask, oh yeah, what is your skincare like? Are you looking after your skin? Like, what products do you use? Because that makes such a difference. It really does. Well, it's you use one foundation, and once you actually sort out a skincare routine, that foundation can sit so much nicer and, like, work so much better for oh, you. Oh, that's true. It's I... the same with building houses. You wouldn't build a house on a rocky foundation. That's true. You wouldn't put your foundation on a rocky face. You need a clean face. You need it to be taken care of. You need it to be spot on before you continue to build on it. If not, nothing's going to stick. Exactly. Yeah, I work in super drugs and I work as a beauty advisor and I get questions from what's the best foundation to I'm looking for a scrub and my and my face just goes, Oh no, no, you're not no, you're not looking oh, for a scrub. Do you know what? So do I. I work <laughs> no, at the, I, I work at the one at the bar. Do you? Yeah I do. That's really weird. So that has become in a way an expertise area of mine. Like I know my skincare game and I think my knowledge with makeup products has actually elevated. I can Definitely. build a makeup routine for a person as much as I can build a skincare routine for a person. Definitely. I think that's, that's great cool. to be able to do that. Yeah, so I love it. You know, when people come, what's the best mascara? And I'm like, no, 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 there's no best anything when it yeah. comes to, to mm. makeup. What is your lash type? Is it straight? Is it curly? Are they long? Are they short? Are they medium? Are you looking for volume? Are you looking for definition? Are you yeah. looking for length? These are all the questions that I'm telling my customers exactly the same that we were talking about last week. I was talking about with Pia about talking to the, in, in this scenario, the customer or the client going, what do you want out of your lashes and what have you already got? Yeah. What have you got out of your skincare? What would you like to add in it? Yeah. Because it's all about variables when it comes to people because one yeah. person could have really dry skin, they could have eczema, which is completely normal as well. And they could have specific skin conditions where, do you know what? Maybe a full coverage matte foundation would not work Would whatsoever. not work, yeah. What about you, Amy? What's your inspiration and area of interest? I really related to you, Tariro, when you were speaking about inspiration. I believe inspiration can also come from a plethora of sources. For me personally, I quite enjoy exploring personal issues. Like I quite enjoy exploring like mental health. My practice focuses on inclusivity and I'm quite an advocate. I can find inspiration through like nature, like prevalent topic within the industry, like topics of conversation. Also industry professionals as well. I'm quite a natural perfectionist and I find sometimes like I am a creative individual but sometimes that can hold me back where at the moment I'm trying to just if I have an idea I just want to run with it because like you said there's no rules I call them brainwaves now if I get like a little idea I just want to like allow myself to just run with that and play with it and say if it 
project isn't deemed as like successful even failure there's like learning within something maybe that doesn't go right or maybe you don't like initially sometimes it can either grow on you or it teaches you something as well and I'd say my area of expertise I was the assistant art director for the Seeds of Colour promotional shoot and I'd never done any art direction previously before having this opportunity I didn't really know a lot about creative directional art direction and I went into it and after doing it like it's an area that I really actually enjoyed I've always been so certain on my path makeup artistry and hairstyling that's always something that I've been so passionate about but also now I'm realizing that I don't have to just go down one path there's also so many other areas of the industry that actually I think I could really enjoy being a part of and creative direction is definitely something that I'm really interested by like you said to her, I think I'm looking into doing a master's maybe within creative direction I'm actually thinking about doing a master's but I've not done any research on it whatsoever at school I found out that I could study makeup at college I did that and then there was not a lot of coverage about creative undergraduate degrees which I find a bit sad. I hope it's improved, but I honestly didn't even realise you could study something like this at uni until I was in my second year of college. And obviously once I found that and I went on UCAS and I had a look at the courses, I was like, yep, I'm definitely doing this. And that's what led me to Solent. I just like how broad this course is compared to the one I looked at at London. It was more just fashion, hair and makeup, which I think is great. And that is an area that I'm really interested in. But I like that I've had a chance to try like theatrical makeup and hair, but also special effects. Because now doing the special effects, doing the optional unit last year kind of made me realise, yeah, I don't think this is something I'm going to pursue <laughs> because I, I just don't think I had the passion to properly practice. Uh, something about solo just drew me to it. And now being third year here, it's the best, one of the best decisions. I was in a similar position with you. I had lots. Yeah. I said lots of choice. The main ones that weren't special effects, yeah. like there's Bournemouth, there Bournemouth, was Rochester, yeah, London. Was... Uh, there's one in Birmingham as well. Yeah. But they accepted me without even okay, yeah, without yeah, even same. looking at my work, which I thought mm, was a bit iffy. Wasn't yeah, it? a little bit iffy. Oh, sorry, it's actually <laughs> the same. I was like, do you not want to see my practice first? Yeah. <laughs> so I didn't really. I came to the open day, saw Sharon. The feedback I got back from my online portfolio from Sharon was just really constructive and just really nice like I just got a good feeling from it. Has anyone had any experience in the industry whether it had been uni related which you've got a job opportunity through uni or something you ventured out yourself or a friend of a friend has anyone had anything like that? I did a wedding yeah uh, actually for my new aunt it was great did her makeup my mom did her hair because she's a hairdresser I also brought on a friend to do the bridesmaids hair I did the bridesmaids makeup it was a great experience it was so fun seeing especially the bridesmaids being so happy it's, it's not even a lot you do you just put on some eyeshadow you make it real natural real cute and makes such a difference it makes such a difference yeah. and you can see it in their whole demeanor mm. how their perception of themselves changed yeah and that's what I find really beautiful about our industry as well I also did a party through my first year back in Norway where a few of us went to a party and did makeup on all the guests and that too was really amazing it was so awesome
Has anyone got any family in the industry? Just a little side note, because I think that can be really important when opening your eyes to, I'd say, beauty in general as a profession. Yeah, my mom is actually a hairdresser. She has been my whole life. And she knew from an early age what she wanted to do right from the get-go. I grew up in her salon. Actually, when she worked at another salon, I grew up there. She got her own. It's still running today. And I am there whenever I have the chance to help out work. I'm not going to admit this to her because she'll ask me to come in more. <laughs> She'll probably listen to this as well because she started following the podcast. That is actually a lot of fun being at work with her. Even though I grew up in a hair salon, I didn't realize I could do makeup for a living until I was 20. Have either of you got any? My mum's always let me like follow my own interests, my own path. She's never like pushed me necessarily towards like a certain path. Like a lot of people that are interested in sort of makeup and hair and a lot of professionals, like I always remember watching her do her makeup and I was always like really fascinated. When I was like about six, I remember she would let me uh, have like Miss Sporty makeup. I don't know if anyone remembers that oh, from yeah. Superdrug. Back in the day, I remember they had like the little dark blue lipstick <laughs> cartons. Like she bought me this red lipstick and I remember I would just stare at it. I don't really have any family directly within the creative industry. But I've always had support follow my own path and it's kind of just through my own interest for it really that I just educated myself and... What about you Tarara? Anyone in the industry? Any influences in your life that really got you into makeup and skincare? I would say my mum because she used to do hair back in the day uh, but, my, but I think more so as a business she mm. had a saloon. I, I don't remember actually seeing her do the hair so that's why I said maybe it's more from a business perspective. Mm-hmm. She was a kept wife so I remember from a young age my dad bringing my mom makeup kits and skincare stuff and it was a whole routine for her. whether it's in the morning whether it's 6 p.m whether she her hair her makeup her nails it always had to be on point when i was like six my dad started bringing up my mother's kit in my own tiny little kit and from there i've always make sure i do my makeup i do my skincare when my mom is washing her face i'm washing my face next to her so i think i didn't really realize that i was really really into this it was more so for it was a routine at this point it was mm-hmm. just me i do my makeup but i wash my face and i don't go to bed with my makeup just from growing up with that when i did beauty therapy that's when i realized nails and eh, not a fan lashes not interested but facials skin i really wanted to get into that my mum is a beauty therapist and an aesthetics practitioner uh, yeah yes so yeah. she does all of the non-invasive treatments dermaplaning and she does microneedling oh yeah, yeah, yeah and things like that which are really expertise things it's a like, growing industry that one at this it's moment. incredible at the moment and i've actually been interning with her for the last four years expanding my beauty knowledge yeah. and the beauty therapy that she learned when she went back to college i went to school she also went to school funny story she went to same college i did <laughs> 15 years apart i was really umming and ahhing because i'm from a musical theater background i was umming and ahhing just before i went into musical theater whether i wanted to do i didn't really think that I wanted to do makeup or beauty therapy because I saw my mum doing it and I was like okay I appreciate that but that's not really want to I don't want to be a nail tech I don't want to be a masseuse or anything like that yeah whereas my mum loves doing massages loves doing facials so she really upped her game in her skincare like she now only sucks clinicare products which is one of the leading like skincare for professionals which is incredible 
So I've been interning with her, learning her trade. I'm also her social media marketer. That's amazing, though. Such a great experience. And she has an amazing background. I mean, yeah, musical theatre. I think it's. I really want to go into theatrical makeup as well. Mm. Like I did, I did a show for Musical Theatre Southampton, which was incredible, and it it felt like I want to put this generalisation up. The fashion week, that's the goal. Yeah. Fashion week, yeah, that's where yeah. the majority of makeup artists wants to, yeah. want yeah. to be, is at fashion week. And that basically was a theatre version of fashion week. We had two hours to do like 15 cast ma- members makeup. We literally got it down to 20 minutes per person, if that. Oh, uh, yeah, I did something similar in college, uh, end of year. They do like a whole show for the parents. So they did a play and we had to do makeup on the whole... I think oh, we had that as well. Uh, they, yeah, it, we did um for the musical theatre. They did a and end of show. show. Yeah, and yeah, actually, I did some of my work experience for my second year at college. We did um, guys and dolls. We did the makeup yeah. and hair for them. Yeah, <laughs> I was actually intrigued by, by the timing and how mm. fast paced the industry actually is compared to like <laughs> it really is. Yeah, no, I mean the theatre, it definitely is. Yeah. From a performance point of view this is where i'm really interested in the behind the scenes because i know what it's like to be on stage and now i know what it's like to be backstage backstage yeah and which one do you prefer uh, don't ask me that yeah, I <laughs> from a makeup point of view it was great we did Shrek as our, oh our, that's so cool we did Shrek the musical i've actually Shrek. seen Shrek the musical and it's the makeup incredible. was insane yeah so our makeup department at college did Shrek's makeup, so literally yeah. body paint green. green. Very off topic, but the reason why I stopped um, musical theatre was because at the time my anxiety was far too high to be on stage at the time. I was just having real trouble with line learning and like stage fright, which is really funny because I've been doing musical theatre since I was 12. It's kind of like today in our um, photo shoot that we had, and we we basically were art directors for this shoot. I was loving life, I won't lie to you. Really felt in my element. I was talking to Gino about things, how to set it up. I love getting involved in photo shoots and stuff. Being behind the camera really gives me so much joy. I can see what someone else's envisionment is. So in first year, I had a photo shoot that was just by myself. I was the photographer, I was the makeup artist, I was everything but the model. I had a little bit of a tantrum and I cried because I just couldn't I think as we all properly. have. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's happened to the if, best of us. No, if you haven't had a meltdown on this course, I don't really think you've Are you really course. on this course? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Are you even in uni if you haven't had <laughs> a meltdown? Exactly. That's my question. Mine comes in bi-weekly. Oh, literally. I was talking to Charlotte the other week and um, I was like, I'm not going to have a breakdown yet because pending it is pending and she was like don't worry i've got you booked in three weeks time and i was like that's quite concerning but also (laughs) thank you so much because i probably will need a whole hour of your time just crying at you because that Mm -hmm. has also happened last term and the term before that and also the term before that so sometimes it just needs to happen you need to let it out yeah Yeah, that's it's like between week eight and week nine i remember last term i just emailed charlotte i was like charlotte are you able to just have a quick chat with me (laughs) five minutes later i get a call from charlotte like Really? I need help. Oh my god, I love that. She is the best. My Charlotte is Sharon. My mm. first year here, I had a mental breakdown for her in the staff room. I charged at her and I just hugged her and I just started crying. And she hugged me back. So from then, she's always been my person that I talk to when I need mm. to melt down. 
I think going off from that, like, that's another great thing about this course, the support we have from our lecturers. It is great. It, it is brilliant. Yeah. yeah you always I mean, feel supported. You can just pop an email, like you said, message someone and <laughs> get a call. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's so key to being comfortable learning as well, is having that support as well. Yeah. So after this course, what things would you like to do? What is your ambitions outside into the real world? I know we've talked about masters. What are we thinking about that? Mine is quite the conundrum because I want to do everything. <laughs> I had a bit of a I want to make crisis, in style so. wigs. I want to work in theatre. I want to do special effects for Universal Studios. I also want to be the biggest name in the biggest beauty brand in the world <laughs> while also having my own biggest beauty brand <laughs> while still doing freelance. And I also want to do all of this while okay, living on an animal rescue farm. I need direction <laughs> in my life. <laughs> Because I literally want to do everything. And do everything. That's actually, I we mean... We have the power. Yeah, you're not. Yeah. Like we were saying, there's no rules. There shouldn't be any limits. If you want to dip no, the toe into exactly. all the industries, go for it, I say. With me, I have to think about what it means for me to stay here. Or for me to get whatever information I can get before I go back to Zimbabwe. Because so, you are planning on going back. Yes, because I have to go back. So what's yeah. the beauty industry like? It's basically dead. It doesn't exist. It's Africa. It's crawling into the modern day life. Careers like makeup artists, hair artists, they're not really seen as... Proper jobs? Yeah! Like, because I feel like you have such a rich culture, especially within hair, and the way Africans are known to do hair, it's just incredible. It is! And with my own course, I had to change the name of the course to my extended family so that they take me seriously. No! Yeah, otherwise wow. if I say, oh, I'm doing makeup and hair, they'll be like, yeah, okay. The I think that's a general rule. I completely get where you're coming from because I don't know if you guys get this. I've talked to a couple of people in our course and when we're speaking to our families and we're like, oh yeah, we do makeup and hair and it's like, oh, what, are you at college then? It's like, no, I'm at uni. I it is really frustrating. Course. People don't understand it's an actual degree and that it's actual academic theories behind what we do and why we do what we do. And they don't um, realise how broad it is. I think a lot of people, especially older relatives, I don't know if they think I literally just do like a bit of glittery eyeshadow. They do. Honestly, so many people, I see their face drop when I say oh, I study makeup and hair design. And it's just through a lack of education, really, and a lack of knowledge, especially if they're not interested within the industries. It kind of makes me more passionate to talk about it my grandfather asked what are you gonna do with this oh, what is that i just yeah. answered have you seen a commercial have you seen a movie have you seen mm. any imagery online or in the newspaper or anywhere and he was like yeah i've seen that yeah that's what i do that's what i'm gonna do everything this happened between me and my friends actually my three best friends one of them is doing child care but she actually works in a hospital in london with children amazing one of them is doing a degree now in midwifery and one of them yeah. obviously starting to be a nurse and then there's me we're just having a conversation and then we were talking about how we were going to be the black versions of sex in the city living our best lives modern women great career and she pointed out oh yeah she's going to be amazing midwifery and yeah she's going to be da -da 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 with child. and then yeah teddy was going to do makeup i mean you're right in a sense and that makes me question sometimes if this was the right decision to make especially if i have to go back to Zimbabwe, like knowing that absolutely no one cares i was speaking to sharon today we were talking about beauty editors we could be an editor for a magazine yeah i could be anything exactly when anything people think do i'm doing a whole degree just to do to apply makeup on a couple of brides yeah literally 
we are designers that's what's been pushed upon us in such a positive light yeah. we're not just makeup artists we are creatives we are art, art directors. directors exactly we could go into photography because, for yeah. example between my hopes and dreams i would say to be honest i want to get as much information i can get when it comes to being a creative designer not just a makeup artist really i want to take it back to zimbabwe and actually build an industry of it erase that mindset that you have to be good at school and you have to be a doctor or you have to be a lawyer or you can't have other avenues with your career that are not traditional, traditional. yeah i feel like though the fact that you've chosen this path i think you can help be part of that change yeah I'm, I'm actually extremely erase those sort of stigmas and show that actually there's so much more to doing creative degrees and choosing this career path. yeah i have a music background as well i was in the music industry for a while we used to do music video we would have so-called makeup artists doing our faces and then obviously i came here i, I remember i tried to book a modeling gig with some company in london a big company actually i'm gonna name and shame they did my makeup and then they tried selling me the images i looked oh. ashy oh as a, mm. big no-no <laughs> and it's just that you know diversity that's a big thing for me like, i could go for years and years just talking about it people in zimbabwe they can't relate because we live as zimbabweans so when you come here it's like oh the culture is completely different so people can see color because we see on tv when people say oh i don't see color but when you come here you realize no people are not colorblind people can really see color and i think that's a great way to end the podcast thank you so much for coming this week thank you for having us i mean you, i'll be here, be here every week every single week we're here to stay <laughs> exactly and i'm so excited for our listeners to get to know you as an individual as a makeup artist and as a student as well in our forthcoming podcasts we do run our podcast on spotify apple music and also google podcasts i will see you next week for another very interesting podcast go check us out on all of the socials we're on youtube under gunk collective we are obviously here on spotify or wherever you get your podcasts under the gunk cast or gunk collective we've got our brilliant website which is gunkcollective.com and also we've got our instagram which is gunk collective and twitter and facebook which is collective gunk go follow us all on there and we'll see you next week for another podcast